Hello and welcome to The Weekly Briefly. This is episode 51. As always, I am your host, Sean Blanc, and today is Friday, January 23rd, 2015. And uh, before we get jumped into the show, I want to first thank uh, this week's sponsor, a really cool company called Mac Mini Colo. Uh, They've been hosting Mac Minis for 10 years And I'd love for you to join them to celebrate this decade milestone. They're having a decades promotion. You can host your Mac Mini for just $10 a month for 10 months. So your first 10 months, just 10 bucks a month. Uh, To find out more about Mac Mini Cola, go to macminicola.net. And uh, if you're interested in the Decades promo, there's a special link in the show notes just for you guys. Uh, you can't get to there from the, the Mac Mini homepage. you got to go through the link on our show notes, and we'll have that uh, for you to check out there. So thanks to them for sponsoring the show. Now, last week, uh, we talked about something. We talked about technology, right? Well, what else is new? We always talk about technology. It seems like uh, most specifically, kind of, we talked about how technology helps us to do our best creative work. Uh, I wrote that in many ways, technology can hinder us from doing our best creative work because we get addicted to things like checking our email, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter replies, and things like that. And then we never get uh, to that valuable time that we've set aside for actually creating. Um, And then I say that even if we do finally sit down to to begin creating, uh, then that's when the push notifications start showing up, the distractions. We get text messages, Facebook messages, uh, friend requests. We sit down at our desk. There's piles of paper all over the place. We have 50 open browser tabs and windows, all these things uh, that are distracting us and vying for our attention. Uh, and so, so often we, we look at technology as almost this enemy to doing our best creative work because we're always distracted uh, by the inbox, never actually working on, uh, quote unquote, the outbox, right? Uh, but I reasoned that uh, technology is not necessarily the enemy. Uh, it's these very things that so often are distracting us. These are also the things that are empowering us, right? We've got social networks, the push notifications, uh, we have team communication tools, we have email, websites, computers, all this modern software, all these amazing things that are helping us. Uh, these are the distractions, but they're the things that are also empowering us to do our best creative work, helping us to build an audience, helping us to put our work out there, uh, helping us to make a living. Uh, and, and so I was kind of, you know, here, these are the things that, that can help us to do our best creative work. And, and a lot of times I, I kind of like to define, uh, this idea of a successful creative business as being, uh, having financial freedom as well as creative freedom, that we've got the financial stability to, to do the creative work that we're proud of. Uh, and we're able to do that on a continual basis. Uh, so today I want to kind of talk about your best creative work part two. Uh, basically today's show, I want to talk about this other aspect of doing our best creative work. And, uh, this, this topic is, is far less nerdy, uh, it's far less about the nuts and the bolts. It's it's much more uh, philosophical. Kind of want to share about this uh, idea of our emotional and our motivated state. Uh, or the, the this woman who's a, a researcher at Harvard Business, this brilliant professor. Uh, she's one of the directors of research. She's a writer, uh, a speaker, author. Her name's Teresa Amabel, and she calls it uh, our inner work life. Basically, the the health of our inner work life is is vital to uh, our ability to do our best creative work. And so that's kind of what I want to talk about on today's show. So last May, I wrote this article. It was called Fighting to Stay Creative. Uh, In that article, I listed a bunch of things that I believe stifle our creativity, such as uh, fear, anxiety, isolation, shame, ambiguity, doubt, comparison, disillusionment. 
Uh, and then I also listed some things that I feel stimulate our creativity, such as community, clear goals, trust, experience, rest, and diligence. Uh, so, so looking back, you've got fear, anxiety, isolation, shame, ambiguity, doubt, comparison, disillusionment. These stifle our creativity. On the other hand, community, clear goals, trust, experience, rest, diligence. These can help stimulate creativity, right? And these things all kind of work together uh, for and against uh, helping to strengthen or to tear down our inner work life. And uh, I think that one of the primary contributing factors to the health of our inner work life is the understanding that we're making progress on meaningful work. And this is what Teresa Amabile, uh, this is exactly what she talks about, uh, uh, which I'll, I'll get to this in, in a little bit. And having this sense of accomplishment in, in the midst of the mundane, uh, it really goes a long way in empowering us to, to be at our best in terms of productivity and in terms of creativity. When, when we know that we're making progress, uh, it motivates us. It, it helps us to be healthy, helps us to be motivated, you know, emotionally healthy, happy, things like that, right? But when we don't feel that sense of progress on our meaningful work, uh, then that's when the stiflers come in. They tell us why. Uh, you know, we feel this fear that we have no value, or we feel uh, shame about the work that we're doing. We feel isolated. We think that we're the only ones not being productive and not being creative, uh, or we have this doubt about our ability to contribute anything of meaning. Right? Like these things come against us, uh, and then inversely. When we do feel this sense of progress, uh, then oftentimes that's when we're in the midst of community. Uh, we feel like, hey, we're all working together. There's this, this sense of shared, um, shared progress, that we're accomplishing things together. Uh, we, we feel when there are clear goals, then we can know that we've accomplished them because the goals were clearly defined. And so we can celebrate those victories even when they're just small victories. So all of this, this ties in with the big picture of this book that I've been working on, The Power of Focused Life. You, you may have heard of it. I've been talking about it for like the last six months. Um, so, so don't hold me to this, but I think what I'm talking about right now, this I think is, is basically the, the final chapter uh, in, in terms of, I, I think, not like the conclusion. I'll, I'll probably rearrange the order of the chapters, but I think this is the last chapter that I'm, I'm going to write. Uh, and and the, the topic is you know this, this value of a journal to help us be productive and creative. And, and this was kind of the last thing that I wanted to approach uh, in terms of the book, because the book's all about productivity and time management and things like that. Um, and and I, was, I was looking at it and I'm going, you know, there is, there's more than just the external factors that help us to be productive, that help us to be creative, that help us to stay on track, help us to stay focused, right? It's one thing to, to, to turn off your notifications. You can, you can go out into the woods with a piece of pen and a paper, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to do your best creative work just because you're in now a distraction-free zone, right? There's more to it than that. And, and that's kind of what I want to hit on uh, today's show. That's what I'm trying to unpack a little bit uh, is this idea of, of having a healthy inner work life, that our emotional state, our motivated state is, is at its best and that's what helps us to do our best creative work. So, uh, so anyways, I, so I I think this is going to be the last the last chapter that I write. Then you know, then the real work begins, right? Of all the editing and, and the work and, and updating things and, and going through it. So this week, as I've been working on this chapter, it's it's kind of really consumed a lot of my time. I've been spending a lot of time just researching for this chapter and reading a lot about you know just other people's journaling habits and uh, you know diarists and and people that that wrote on a regular basis for their journals uh, and and all this stuff right and I mean there's there's all sorts of data tracking and and daily logging and and all this stuff that that you can do 
And one of the most fascinating things that I learned uh, is from Teresa Amabile and her work on what she calls the progress principle. Uh, And basically, it's kind of what I just outlined for you uh, just a few minutes ago. It's this idea that when people are happy and motivated, then they'll be more productive and more creative. Uh, And the way that you stay happy and motivated in in your work, uh, and and we're kind of just focusing mostly on work here. Like we're not talking about, you know, the state of your relationship with your father or, uh, you know, happy and motivated about your car that's breaking down, whatever. Like we're mostly focusing on on doing creative work right here because that's that's the topic that I'm, I'm, I'm pointing at. And so when you, the, the way to stay happy and motivated in your work is to, is to make progress on meaningful work, uh, moving things forward, not being a cog in, in the midst of a, a giant machine or just not being a cog right there. And, and so thus, you know, to, the way to make progress on meaningful work, the way to recognize that you're making progress on meaningful work is to celebrate, uh, even the small victories, celebrate the victories every day. Uh, and there's a, and that's kind of where the, the idea of having a journal comes into play. Is using that journal, using the diary, whatever it may be. I'm a huge fan of day one, um, you know. But there's a lot of other things. I've I've done this as well. Like um, uh, one of my kind of daily, uh, and I go in and out of this habit uh, off and on. I, you know, I'm always moving around with different things, I guess. Uh, but one of the the practices that I've done off and on that I really uh, like to do is having kind of like my your your big three, right? Like your your most important tasks for the day and you identify those right at the beginning of the day. And then also I'll map out my schedule and I'll make an appointment with myself during the day of when I'm gonna accomplish my most important tasks. And I kind of do that at the beginning of the day. And then at the end of the day I can look back and I can say, yeah, I did one or two or all three of my most important tasks. And you know, I kept on track with my my perceived schedule, what I was expecting to do. And in a way, you know, comparing what I wanted to do with what I actually did and, and seeing where those two things actually intersected and where I did what I wanted to do. That's a way of celebrating a small victory. Uh, and so, so, uh, that's kind of one of the advantages to having a journal. Uh, of course, its usefulness in helping us to do our best creative work goes far beyond uh, simply being a catalog of our daily wins for our work. You know, things like um, you know, journaling can help us uh, to learn from our past, and we can you know review our past journal entries and and potentially discover our own areas of weakness, our own areas of strength. Uh, use that to nurture our personal growth. Uh, journaling helps us to be honest with ourselves. It helps us to form our own opinions. Helps us to clear our minds. Can be we can. Uh, there's creative overflow that can come out of that. It's a safe place for us to vent uh, all these things. Uh, quite a quite a bit more. I'm not going to advocate uh, the the uses of a journal right now, other than uh, for for use of the progress principle, which is, this is the thing that I kind of love the most right now. Because uh, I think for many creative professionals, myself included, uh, as well as a friend of mine that I was talking to just uh, earlier this week on Twitter, um, just talking about things like, you know, the never ending to-do list. I don't know if you can relate or not, um, but my to-do list is is never empty. Maybe my to-do list for the day is empty, but if I were to open up OmniFocus, I have so many active projects that have so many to-dos on them. And some of these are just ongoing, never-ending projects, you know, maintaining the websites and things like that. And it's like, okay, we did the two or three things that needed to be done today. Those same two or three things need to be done tomorrow. And so there's this, this anxiety that can come to someone when there's this task list that never ends. It's this feeling of only ever putting out fires, only ever dealing with the urgent while never actually accomplishing uh, that which is most important. And this is actually something I talked about earlier uh, this week on Shauna Day, you know, when we're talking about urgent versus important uh, and things like that. 
And so that's why when we can use a journal or this uh, any sort of logging mechanism to to recognize and to chronicle our small daily victories, uh, it's an, it can be a really really important practice because it helps us to remember that we're making progress on our meaningful work. Um, and and likewise, a lot of times it could even reveal to us that our stress is is actually relevant because we're not making progress. We really are just putting out fires and only dealing with the urgent and never actually dealing with the what what's most important. Um, and I don't, you've probably heard of this, uh, but I'm, I'm thinking of uh, Jerry Seinfeld's approach. I don't think he does this any longer, but maybe he does. Uh, but he used to have this calendar, and he, would, uh, he had this goal of writing one joke every single day. And then when he would write his joke, he put a check mark on the calendar for that day. And that was kind of his way of confirming that he had made progress and he had done uh, one of his most important goals for the day. He had written a joke. And uh, likewise, there's this Kickstarter campaign. Actually, right now it's on on Kickstarter. Uh, it's for this thing called the Flip Band, and it's just this rubber bracelet. Uh, you know, kind of similar to like the Livestrong bands that you, that you see, uh, and it's you know this rubber bracelet that you wear all day long. And, uh, and, and you decide to set a goal. You've set a goal, uh, that one thing that you want to do every day for Jerry Seinfeld, it was, you know, tell a joke or write a joke. Uh, you know, the Kickstarter uh, video, they're saying, you know, maybe your goal is that you want to do 10 pushups a day, or you want to eat green vegetables once a day, uh, or spend time meditating, whatever, maybe, right. You've got your one goal. Uh, and then when you've accomplished that goal, then you flip the band over and it's black on the outside, it's green on the inside, then you flip it out. And now the green is on the outside, the black's on the inside. And this is, uh, you know, there's like a you know check check mark you know success I did it kind of a thing on the the green band once it's flipped out and it's sort of this way to celebrate that you accomplished your one most important goal for that day whatever that would be I think that it's easy uh, for us to forget about these small wins like you know after after a day or two or three like we forget that we've we've gone two or three days uh, accomplishing the you know something every day uh, you know I've been trying very hard to to write. Uh, about a thousand words every day, and I kind of fell out of the habit uh, a little bit with the, the launch of Tools and Toys, and, I, and things really got kind of busy for me, and I was uh, spending a lot of time w- with building the site up and, and kind of getting the new editorial standards and schedule in place with Tools and Toys, and so about two weeks ago, I was like, I need to get back into my habit of writing every day, um, and so I, you know, I, like a couple weeks ago, I, I really started to start writing uh, you know, spending an hour trying to write a thousand words every day, but I haven't been tracking if I'm actually doing it or not. Um, and so I can't, I'm like, okay, I know I've been doing it. I've been trying to do that, but I can't actually look back at a calendar. I don't have an app or anything like that. And I know there are solutions for that. And I'm just now kind of like having a little bit of remorse going, I need to to be tracking that I'm doing this every day just so that I can look back and, and say, Hey, you know, good job. Like, like feeling the motivation that that, that brings with us and so like I said, it can be easy to forget about our small daily victories after uh, you know just a few days or even a few weeks. Um, or a lot of times uh, they get buried under our never-ending to-do list um, or we don't recognize them at all and we don't even celebrate them because it just they, they stop being the small wins and kind of just start being what we should be doing anyways. And so there's almost like this, this sense of, uh, you know, don't celebrate uh, that which you should have just been doing anyways, uh, uh, you know, because only, only feel bad if you didn't do it, but don't feel good if you did. And I think that's a, that's a horrible, terrible mindset to live in. And so I think that's why, uh, you know, when we can catalog and celebrate our small wins each day, then, then we're reminding ourselves that we're making meaningful progress and that helps give us this healthy inner work life. It helps us to be happy, help us, helps us to be motivated with our work. Thus, we're, we're set up to do uh, our, 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 be- our best in terms of, of being productive and in terms of being creative. Uh, and in truth, right, like it's these small wins 
that they all add up to actually complete the big projects, the big goals. You know, we we launch the website or we ship the app or we publish the book, whatever, right? Like we celebrate those big goals, but it was a thousand little goals, a thousand little wins over a thousand days that, that got us to that point. And we should celebrate all 1,000 of them. And I love this Benjamin Franklin quote, and I'm going to sum it up with this. Uh, he says that little strokes fell great oaks. And I think that to celebrate a big victory uh, really is just celebrating the summation of those thousand small victories that we had prior to it. So I'll celebrate the big one and celebrate the little ones. Um, so so that's that's the, today's show. Um, once again, of course, I want to give a huge thanks to Mac Mini Colo for sponsoring this show. Low cost, high performance, the perfect Mac server. You can find out more at macminicolo.net. You get the decades promo. Uh, click the link in the show notes. And thank you guys, dear listener. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Hope you have a great one. Enjoy your weekend. I will talk to you next week. Uh, all right. God bless.